Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 32 of Death Readers, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Uh, we, uh, if this is your first time listening to Death Readers, this is the podcast where we're reviewing Harry Potter books. The whole series. I have not read them. I'm a little over 31. Uh, Rob has read them seven times, and he is here to help guide me through the process of learning about the books, unveiling all the mysteries therein and to come, pepper the ground with a little bit of uh, you know, pepper, breadcrumb peppers, oh. <laughs> peppercorn. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> and and lead me down a path into a s- small gingerbread cottage where I will be roasted with the information of the Potter universe and baked into some sort of pie of enjoyment and eventually consumed by obsession, <laughs> <laughs> the witch of obsession. I wasn't sure how you were going to end that, but that was really well done. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I, want to, I want to go back for just a moment, though. All right. To the little thing you said. Okay. You said it a lot. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You said it like 32 times, and that's fine. It's just you pointed out that I've read these seven times. Sure. And I'm like, fuck. What? Does <laughs> it feel like a waste of time? <laughs> We may even have addressed this before, but it does kind of seem like, what have I done with my life? You've... It was uh, all in preparation this is... for this. Yes. This was for you, dear listener. Oh, yeah. That's what this is, <laughs> You're wiping your brow like, wow. This is a <laughs> heavy, way to, that bullet. He heavy way to start own. the podcast. Uh, <laughs> remember that? Uh, remember in the last episode where uh, Pettigrew pulls out that enormous cauldron and Harry's like I have never seen a cauldron that big that was the amount of like self-reflection you pulled out just now it's like I have never seen <laughs> something so heavy just be be disgorged yeah <sighs> uh. so but but the important thing is you've enjoyed them seven times that's true and the eighth I ruined it <laughs> the eighth is eighth is the cursed child the eighth is is so far I'm. I, I've been re-listening to the podcast, and I, I can definitely hear in, my enthusiasm. I can, I can hear your, yeah. I can hear your balloon deflating. <laughs> I can hear it be like, oh, like there's certain points in the podcast where you will in the in the history of our podcast so far, well, you will you will say things like, I started looking at it from the Doug perspective, and I'm like, mm. oh man, I feel. I feel bad. I, like I poisoned your well. Or the time I was like, I actually applied critical thought this time. <laughs> I, I mean, I, again, in... Well, because they were so much fluff. I didn't think about them because it was, it was like watching a movie you've seen a hundred times. Yeah, you're just... You're just taking it in. It's all frosting. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, this is, I'm so fucking high <laughs> on sugar. I fucking love this shit. And then the eighth time is the crash. Yeah. The eighth time is you passed out in a stroller while you're being pushed by me. And you're just like, <laughs> you're just you're just wrapped in a cloak, oh, like in the shape of a baby, but you're but also not really a baby, right, like right. someone no, between a child that's sure. smooth and oily skin that raw red. Oh, just yeah, horrible, sickly, barely able to move and. I have to pick you up and, yeah. and dunk you in a hot bath of realization. These <laughs> are the metaphors. And tonight. you just really sink to good. the bottom, and, you, and I can hear you in the back of my head going, Let me drown. <laughs> Please, let me drown. Let me drown. <laughs> the darkest podcast. <laughs> um, so, this is the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I think I've done this the last couple times, and we do it again here, where we explain that we're not going to be reading these chapters that we're reviewing in this uh, episode, line by line, page by page. Uh, what we do is we go through and we read them ahead of time, and then we each go through as we read them and make notes about things that uh, catch our attention, or make us think in a different way about the story we're reading, or are sometimes, it, for me at least, rarely, but occasionally, actually relevant experiences of reading it like you're supposed to hmm. where revelations happen and you're like oh that's interesting or I'm actually enjoying this and not criticizing it <laughs> um, and uh, you know the, the, we will share those as well um, and we are starting to recommend 
that you, if you're listening, you try to read along with us. So for this week, we're going to be uh, reviewing chapters 34 and 35. Yes. And getting, uh, uh, talking about those four before next week's, as, as we've said previously, this week's episode is the penultimate episode of this book. That's true. So next week will be the ultimate episode of this season. So um, if you haven't been reading along, fucking catch up and get to chapter 34 and 35 of The Goblet of Fire. And I don't think we have any more housekeeping. I don't think there's anything, anything else to talk about. No. So without further ado, let's move into chapter 34. Priori Incantatum. That is correct. Now, you, good sir, what is your first page number? 660. Ooh, that is six before mine. Death Eaters laughing at the torture of a child. Mm-hmm. Maybe the darkest the book has been so far. Interesting. Or even any of the books. Because that just seems really... Damn. Yeah, I guess the difference for me is that they're already... The reason I don't know... I don't feel like that's the darkest that I've felt is because it... They're evil. Like, they're they're overtly bad. There's really no way I can uh, excuse away any of their behaviors. Mm-hmm. Because they're because they're, none of them have ever been presented as being more than one dimensional and like they are bad, they are I evil. That's true. At least with someone like the Dursleys and the things that they're supposed to do, that's awful. You can I, I've been able to be like there's there's other angles here you can look at and you can read and you can consider. Mm-hmm. The Death Eaters it just really isn't much at all. Okay. Um. So while it is probably the most classically evil horrible thing they're, they're, even even Voldemort's just trying to like he's essentially playing with his food in yeah no scenario, absolutely you know? I know he still wants to kill Voldemort, him but the, it's just the laughter the yeah I mean and I guess you could say they just returned and this is what boss is doing so we better be yes men about it oh I don't think so I think it's it's darker to read it as this is uh they're they're uh, I don't know a way to describe it that's not fucking gross but it's uh they are at a theme park Okay. And they have been locked in a cupboard under uh, under the stairs their whole lives. That's what they're doing. They they have gone through a drought of enjoyment, and are now in their now in their fucking they're they're in their best place they can be. They're where they want to be. This is everything they want in life. They want to be there torturing this kid or people, muggles, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they are just so happy. They could not be happier in this moment. And uh, but in terms of being the darkest thing, I mean, I still I don't know like. Personally, I feel like, even just in this book, the Weasley t- twins potentially killing Dudley because they choke him to death with candy is no. pretty dark. No. It's way more Cronenberg than that. They choke him to death with his own with tongue. tongue. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And they walk away. Like, that's... Laughing. La- so, walking, again, laughing away. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And that's children. <laughs> that's children being evil and well, cruel. Well, see, in that, children are evil and cruel. Inherently. They are that's spawns true. of various... Their parents... Satan and lesser demons. Oh, right. Um, so it's expected. Mm-hmm. But grown-ups, they should know better. Yeah. That's... Grown-ups are there to protect children. Mm-hmm. And guide them and instruct them. And it's weird that the two nicest people in the books have potentially murderous children. <laughs> um, but I, I... And, like, there was one we had a while ago where, like, Draco did something really... Oh, Draco, Draco and uh, they put on the KKK hoods. You're right. Um, that was pretty bad, but it wasn't like... I, I don't want to discount what you're saying about this situ- no, that's situation. No, absolutely fine. Uh, I really don't, because it's... You know, you have, you're right. The idea of laughing at children or a child being tortured is pretty fucked up, and it's pretty... If you think about it in that lens, it's pretty, like, awful for a kid's book. Right. Um, but then again, we go... It's slightly in a different... A less cartoony way, this is, again, very reminiscent to me, at least, of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which, again, we've mentioned a lot on this, sure. this podcast. I think my difference is, in almost all children's books, you have a Draco yeah. bully character who might have cronies who will laugh when something happens, but the parents don't usually do that. True. And that does seem... It was, yeah. just, a, it was just a striking difference. Like, I was like, wow. I can think of anyone. Just trying to put myself in you know, Harry's place. I'm just trying to think of any anything I've seen where, like, uh, other than the kid... The, the, other than the lead's... Other than the lead character's parents being mean, if I can think of anything else where the parents of another kid were, like, that cruel and potentially mean. To kid. I, I, I can think of, like, many parents of the bully character being indifferent yes. or not caring or being, like, between them or, so what, your kid's a weenie or X, but not. Eh. Eh. Nah. What's your next one? 663. Go for it. 
Oh, okay. When the wands connect. As tropey as the good and bad jets of light are, I think Rolling hand handles it well. It's interesting. She has more than just showing the, the the movie classic, you know, good wizard, bad wizard, bouncing back and forth. She makes it vibrate and describe I thought that was good. She, uh, did you notice that she swapped, uh, swapped the colors of lightsabers? Yeah. Because red was... and Gryffindor and green and Slytherin. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Or do you think she hasn't flipped them? No, I didn't even think about them as house colors. Evil one. Is that a thing? Is no, it, uh, yeah, like... I, I'm surprised there's not... I just took it as the Havada Kedavra spell has... It glows gl- green. Yeah. So... Well, and Slytherin's green. Yes, but like... Evil's green. I guess. Um, but like, why is Expelliarmus red? <laughs> because it's a brave spell. Like Gryffindor. I mean, wouldn't a brave spell leave your opponent armed to fight fairly? No, because you want to end the fight. That's you don't not want, You're not trying to win. Bravery tra- constantly wants to fight. You're trying to make a new friend. You're the bravest of your person enemy. I've ever met. You're no. constantly trying to fight. I'm constantly trying to win, which is why I belong in Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. And I just did it again. Check and mate. I, I mean, no. Check mate. <laughs> now who's in Slytherin? I probably would do well in Slytherin. Rob hissed. Uh, um, okay. Uh, page 666. Uh, you should probably go first because mine's probably dumb. Okay. Hail Satan! Oh, just that? Yeah. Mine's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I do have another one, but since I set the bar so low, why don't you go next? No, go ahead. Finish your, finish your thing. Do your thing. Uh, <laughs> no, I want you to go because I'm, I'm worried that I've got the same one. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Okay, I don't think you do. Okay. Uh, I really don't. Okay. And I think you're going to... I don't know. Let's find out. This is going to be an interesting game of roulette. Uh, how does Bertha Jorkins know Harry? Oh, okay. Uh, you're right. <laughs> Mine's just before that. Okay, so you, you go that? first. Okay. Something emerged from the tip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Obviously, when I read that, I thought, yes, 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 yes. Inner inner monologue. Don't write it down. It's not worth it. Just leave it alone. Hail Satan. <laughs> uh, now, um, uh, just, yeah, she's her talk. Well, that's, that's kind of what I, I got. It was that, yes, I understand that Harry's famous. Yeah. Um, and I understand that even that she would through working with the Ministry of Magic, even up to this point, because Harry Potter's been in the news essentially in three other books mm-hmm. up to this point, she would know who he was by sight, right. for sure. But he's never met her before, and they've, they've never met each other. So it occurs to me that just kind of, I feel like it's kind of rude mm-hmm. to refer to a celebrity by a first name basis <laughs> the first time you meet them, even if you're a dead-ass ghost. It's still pretty, you know... She doesn't know her place. She, you know... No. No, exactly. She, 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 she needs to be taught the proper order of things. Or at least, you know, check herself, check her privilege, mm. her dead privilege right. of not having to worry about social classes or anything anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that, that was just one of the things that struck me. She says something like, fight him, Harry, or something like that. I was like, no. Or hold on. It's like Mr. That. Potter. <laughs> Stop, everyone. She looked me in the eyes, called me by my Christian name. Uh, six, six, seven's my note. Six, six, seven. Okay, I'm going to go first. Can I, can I just read the three words I've written down to inspire my note, which may be yours? Sure. The great inconsistency. Yes. Go maybe. Um, my note is a question. And the question is, I thought James died before Lily. You got it in one. Was this belief incorrect? Nope. Okay. It's a fuck up. Yeah. So the mom could be revealed to be, since the dad kind of got that place in the last book, even though it was Harry. Right. In the vision, the time travel thing. Now the mom can be revealed. Yeah, I mean, I think... And no, that's a fuck up. It's not... Up. It's not. She. Uh, there's no point in the book at this point where Harry or anybody acknowledges, oh, look, the people that the wand killed last are all escaping from it in spirit form. It doesn't. There's no point that says that, like, in order. So No, yeah. So, so maybe we are... Like, there's definitely a pattern. Sure. And maybe... But maybe it isn't really a, a, a steadfast pattern. Sure. And therefore, like, because she doesn't address it as like, no, this is absolutely the way it's happening and that's how magic works, fucking I don't care, I guess. But it does occur to me that she was trying to do that and then decided she wasn't going to go It's clearly been, what, 13 years between 
the Potter's deaths and Frank Bryce's deaths. So maybe the rules don't get fuzzy. Or maybe the deaths are so close in time. Yeah. They're, 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 they well, it's supposed to be, be each spell, though. Oh, okay. And it was one Avada Kedavra and another Avada Kedavra. Right. So, but yeah, I think I think it's probably, we'll just say it's 13-year window. Yeah, I have other questions about, like, d- doesn't Voldemort understand that Harry's a Horcrux? No. Oh, he doesn't. I don't think so. He hadn't attended. That was an accident. Okay. Okay. So uh, a better question, if we're going to talk about that, a better question would be why did he not try to make an eighth Horcrux or seventh, believing it to be the sixth, not mm. knowing about Harry? Mm. Or however That sounds like many too many numbers is. are wrong. I think because I think, he wanted seven total. Right. Seven pieces, one including himself. Right. So, so he'd he have made to make, seven. He had to make six. Made one oh. by Harry, and he, there's only five others. But he should have made another one, not knowing about Harry. That's the problem. Mm, okay. I don't know, man. Unless he did, and my math <clears throat> is off, and I'm forgetting one. I mean... This is three books away. Yeah, I mean, I only, I can only think... I didn't remember that he made himself one. Well, no, he's, he's a part of Soul. He didn't, he's not a Horcrux. Okay. Well, then, so I can only think Seven of... Seven pieces of Soul is what he was after. Right. I can only think of... One, two, three, four... Maybe, maybe four or five Horcruxes off the top of my head. Because they get kind of confusing for me in the movies because it just happens. Yeah. Um, and then some of them happen in, in not that movie, you know. I think I am wrong. I think he did the amount he was supposed to do. Yeah. And then that is still... The... So everything I just said, totally wrong. Totally wrong. Yeah. Good. Good thing you're my Sherpa. <laughs> uh... <laughs> there goes your pack, sir. <laughs> so do you want to die on this mountain? Is that what you paid for? Uh, that's my only. That's the rest I have for that's this chapter. That's the rest chapter. I have. Uh, my, my overview for this was, yep, is <laughs> an entertaining chapter. Even if the ghost stuff was described poorly, I feel like sure. Uh, you, you thought it was entertaining, even though it was mostly speaking. Um, I, I thought that chapter was entertaining because it was a lot of fighting. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of like it was action. It's the thing I've been you know There's sort of bothered fighting. by reali- realizing about this this series and especially with this book is just how much of it is bogged down by the structure of having to take place during a full school year. Sure. And that structure, like, I, I feel bad for her for setting herself up that way because, you know, you just get into a situation where you're like, well, I have to get the characters from August to April or whatever. I have to do something. Some things have to happen that make this worth fucking reading. It was a very slow first term. Harry enjoyed Christmas anyway. Right, in right. February. Or, or like, like, yeah, because if you, you could make a fan edit of this book and cut out a whole lot of shit like the movies do, and they would be passable. Like, mm-hmm. they'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one's another one where it just feels like, yep, finally. Like, so you don't, you, you're not longing for a BBC remake where... It's like eight episodes per book. If it was really fucking interesting, through. I would be okay with oh. that. But like, no, no. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe if they did the whole the whole series of books in like twenty episodes mm-hmm. or something, maybe. Because mm-hmm. there's some things that are worth pulling out that aren't in there in the movies. But mm-hmm. like, the movies really get down to the nitty gritty and get the important shit. I don't think so with this movie. What are they missing in this movie? Uh, half the movie. Oh well, you mean like Bagman and house elves? elves. But that's not important. Like that was a. I feel like there's even even with that, even even then, there's still plenty missing that they. Sure, maybe. What about the Quidditch World Cup? It's in there. They could have played the whole game. What? (laughs) No, (laughs) it's completely unnecessary. And we begin, and then it's over. They cut to later, and I'm like, we're missing the best part. (laughs) I disagree. (laughs) More Quidditch is not what would make Harry Potter (laughs) better. No. More Quidditch, not the answer. More of the blunder of house elf slaves being a thing, not the answer. <laughs> I I don't I can't think of really anything in this book except maybe Ludo Bagman, who isn't even revealed up to this point in our reading as to what's going on there. When this movie was being uh, filmed, I legitimately was like, oh, they could they could film Quidditch and air it as a TV special, and then they could cut it out of the movie. That would make so much sense. Wow. That is some wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah. Was that your fourth or fifth time reading the book? I don't have to answer that. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. You yeah. don't. No. Yeah, it's like you said, you're pleading the fifth. It's yeah. like 
you know you would be self-incriminating, so you'd better just not. Speaking of truth. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's that's clever. What a clever thing. I have a feeling you're trying to segue us into chapter 35. Veritas serum. Yes, which means truth serum. serum. <laughs> Um, 765. Oh, I'm 7, 6, 765. 675. I was dyslexic. There you go. I'm at 676, so you can take it. Oh, the contempt for those who wouldn't brave Azkaban. Just, just yes. a, 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 a call back to my earlier note about, is he just nuts? Is he just manipulative? Does he not understand? Is, is he the kind of person who or says one thing and believes both? Or, hypocritically, go ahead. Like you said, I think what you were getting at the last time we talked about this was, did his father curse him with the, uh, in, what's the one, not the Crucio, but what's the other one? Imperious. The Imperious curse to make him do that, to save his father's, like, like oh, if his dad cursed his I son. I didn't say that. That's genius. I, I, what I, here's, well, then I'll submit it. Sure. I think what happened in the trial yeah, yeah, yeah. was that uh, Crouch Sr., Impervious kid, imperio, imperio kissed, kissed, imperio <laughs> cursed his son to save face. He wanted to make his son look like he was pleading and, and going nuts and begging for his life, even though his son was dying inside because of that. Because he, Crouch uh, Senior, was like, I'm, I'm suffering so much now in terms of publicity and, and publicly that the only way I can save a little bit of face is if I make him look like he's repentant, and then. Still, like, still be a strong-armed right. like minister and 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 sentence him. It's convoluted. Well, not, I mean, not, not the, I mean the, the thinking, but people are have convoluted thoughts. It's I mean it, it's it the only sense. way to make sense of the mess of her mix-up here, right? Because she, it's not like she didn't do it on purpose. You see now what I was talking about? Yes, because he references it, or Harry references it in these chapters that we read, right? Where he says like all I remember about Artie Crouch Jr. is that he was the crying guy at the trial, right? And then. Next chapter, he's like, I hate people. Yeah, exactly. Earlier page, but yeah. Yeah. He's like, I hate people who are doing that. It's the worst. And uh, I would never do that. I was truly loyal and 100% loyal kind of thing. Father, it wasn't me. And we know his father did the Imperial. Imperial. What the fuck is it? Imperio. Imperial. It's such a non-word. The Imperious Curse. Imperious Curse. He Imperious Curses his son for months. Am I saying it wrong? I don't know. It's a Fuck. fucking made-up word. No, it's not. It's like imperious. You know? Now, now I gotta look it up. Because, no. Don't, don't even fucking give me that face. The Unforgivable Curses. There's a whole chapter about this. Constant Vigilance. Cruciatus Curse. Constant Vigilance. Imperious Curse. So his father has been imperious cursing him. We know since his escape from Azkaban. But what if he did it before? Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. There's precedent after the fact sure. for him applying that curse to his son. An unforgivable curse. The minister of magic. Hmm. Unforgivable cursing his kid. Would be. The would be minister. Not after. He was never the minister of magic. He oh. wanted to be minister of magic. I thought. Oh, because Fudge it... is the minister. My bad. I'm not even sure who was minister at that point. But... Well, wait. I'm confused. Why was, why was Crouch... Observe. Crouch was angling for it, and then his son got caught with Death Eaters. But what I'm saying is, why was he observing the trial if he wasn't the minister? Oh, he could have been chief of the Wizengamot. Okay. Yeah, so, you don't have to... <laughs> Please. You said it so quickly, I thought you made it up. <laughs> oh, I have outed myself <laughs> as a nerd. Well, let's put it this way. You don't live in the closet under the stairs anymore. You see, he was the uh, <laughs> the head chair of the Withering Tribunal, third sector. It's actually not a tribunal because there's way more than three. I don't know. I can't even mock you. <laughs> no. Everything you would say, that's just... Uh, the fact is worse. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> uh, 677. Um, but, no, I, oh. I mean, yeah, though, this is... That's what I was saying. Like, well, I guess he's not the minister, but still, some sort of high-ranking... Minister, ministry official, performing an unforgivable curse on his son. Uh, that's, it's a no-no. It's really fucked up. And yeah. so I, what I'm saying is it wouldn't put it past him to have made the decision, okay, I'm going to do this now at the trial. Right. And unless in the next two chapters it's further explained in some way that's different. I don't think so. That's the best explanation yeah. I have other than maybe she just fucked it up. And for some reason through the editing process of these books doesn't fix these fuck-ups. Yeah. Or doesn't give a shit. 
And that's fine too. I, I mean, honestly, it would make her more human. If she just was like, I don't care. It's a fucking kid's book. Give me my money. <laughs> yeah, do you guys want to eat Harry Potter cereal? I hear it's great. <laughs> Kaching. <laughs> Is there a Harry Potter cereal? Who cares? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Who cares? That'd be dumb. Frosted Golden Snitches. No, Harry Potter cereal is called the Ghoul in the Attic. <laughs> what? I don't know. Okay, it's I like a, it. It's a thing no one remembers, but it's there. It's certainly the uh, mascot. Yeah. The, I like the Golden Snitch. That one's better. Because you could have them be like... You can have them be like cornflakes, yeah. and then in the and then you could have a prize, and every time the prize is like you put them in a golden snitch and you cr- crack it open, you find like a new thing inside the snitch. Yeah. Hey, you didn't eat a lot of crappy cereal. Six seventy six. Six. Go ahead. Okay, another thing I don't understand that was mentioned in the in this page. Moody says he put Harry's name into the goblet quote under the name of a different school end quote. Yes. But Harry's competing under the Hogwarts school. What does that mean? It's like the editing thing. I'm sure this chapter was already so wordy. It's a condensation. And if you remember, just after Harry's name came out of the goblet, Moody surmised that someone entered Harry and bewitched the cup to thinking it was a Hogwarts, but a different school. It was still Hogwarts, but a different school. I don't understand. It's, he confunded it, confunded the cup. But so it, confunded it was like he made, it, he made it think... It, why couldn't he just say I made it think it hadn't already selected a Hogwarts candidate? It probably is deeper into the code. Okay. Yeah, it still doesn't make sense. It, was, it seems less easy to understand, is what I mean by that. Like, I think it was a line of dialogue, and she wanted to move on. <laughs> probably, but it's like that's. <laughs> it's no, it's a really, really good question. For for all the effort she puts into these little like, Cedric died, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> At Pavardi's hilarious joke. Sure. Or, you know. <laughs> no, I, I think it's, uh, it, it does feel like there's just a kind of. Pettigrew huh. said, or Voldemort said. pages? Voldemort said to Pettigrew, hey man, give me a hand. Out of this chair. Because my legs don't work. Because I'm a little, little baby fetus man. baby man. <laughs> Cedric yeah. said to Harry. Hey man, you're a good egg in the prefect's bathroom in the tub. Put it there. <laughs> that one pretty much happened like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my point is, she goes all that effort to put in these like wink, wink, you know, wink, winks, and like you know, on the sure. second read through, you're like, "There's the bread runs. I found them." And but then like here, she's like, "Fuck this sentence. I hate it." Moving on, <laughs> and it's like, "What do you mean?" She, and even the rest of these two chapters, like she put in a lot of effort to like make this mystery function in a very convoluted and complex way, mm-hmm. and yet it all kind of makes sense. Except this part just feels I, like I don't understand what it means. So, uh, whatever. Um, I mean, it's a tri wizard tournament. Like it's that's that's what's where the confunded comes in. The yeah. cup's confused. It's basically been hacked. He's yeah. shoehorned in. I mean, whatever. Extra, but yeah. Um, and I then, mean, it's magic. It just works. And then the secondary note I have here says, uh, I think it was just something we already talked about, the idea of uh, Barty Crash Jr. hating Death Eaters who walked away free. Um, just, and we already talked about this. So what was your one? 677. Oh, shit. I have 676 again. You bastard. Uh, my 676 is... Moody calls Harry stupid. I agree entirely. <laughs> That's it. Okay. okay. <laughs> and then I have a 677 also. 677, the Neville Red Herring. He gives, he, I say he did give not Longbottom the book, just like in the movie. And but, I wrote, man, it's almost like J.K. deliberately writes Harry as a stupid character. Well, but also I want to talk about the construction of that okay. because what the fuck? That's it. Just it just seemed like that's such a vestigial plot point to not have Neville be the one to give Harry the gillyweed when the movie is just like cut the elf out. It fucking works. Yeah, just uh, do like, that. Like, done. <laughs> done. We saved minutes. We saved a half an hour. Speaking of vestigial, yeah, all of the elves in this book <laughs> a could, little bit could have been entirely removed to the betterment of the body <laughs> of the book. <laughs> 
and the series. Like so, but I mean, you because you 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 knew about that. You were right. like, oh, I know where this is going. This is the book and the plans and the thing, and the second task, and yeah, and then. And then I mean, it's just like a waste of time. And in these chapters, we hear, oh yeah, also Dobby was rummaging through Snape's uh, stores, right? And it's like, oh, was that who was doing it the night that Harry and uh, you know uh, Moody got caught? And he's like, no, that was still Moody, yeah. But somebody else was doing it earlier, later. Oh, later, because he had the okay. egg then, and right? Dobby right. did it the night before the second task, right? So yeah, it's just. But I mean, it really, like, what do we get from Neville? And the book at all. What do we get from the elves at we, all? No, but I mean... It, it, they go in tandem. What I'm saying is they go in tandem because of... list things? Okay, well, I'm just going to agree with you first, <laughs> and then you can list your things. Nah, that's fine. No, I want you to list your things, I'm but like it just, it just... It just... They go together. They're, they're tied in a failure. <laughs> that's a really good point. Maybe it's for ballast, so the book is... <laughs> or you could just not have such faily, faily shit in your book. Faily shit. Faily shit. Well, list them. Let's go. Um... We learned that he likes plants. Yes, Neville. Yeah, he's good at herbology. He's good at herbology. 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 Uh, Moody had a moment of decency by trying to make him feel better, knowing he was good at herbology. Yeah. I, I, why? Such what, wonderful what? setup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does Neville's interest in herbology ever come into play in the series again? I honestly can't tell. I don't remember. Then it's a complete fucking waste. If his interest in herbology uh, comes back. But that, I think that might be the end of my list, too. I thought I had more, and I don't. It's just Well, I mean, we can talk about all of... No, the list. that's what I'm saying. The list continues into, why are the elves brought in? Why, no, no, that's a different list. It's the same list, man. I'm telling you, because uh, they, they're the same part of the same failure. It's the <laughs> same shit. It's like, it's a fucking... Uh, like, it's a marbleized cake. <laughs> like, they just go in all over the place together. You can't separate them. Mm-hmm. If you separate them, they'll both die. <laughs> <laughs> so, not vestigial, but conjoined. Yeah. Conjoined in death. They are interconnected. <laughs> and they, uh, I feel like th- that's how why the list goes. Neville introduced to the book. Neville introduced their kindness, the thing. And then it goes to, you know, literally the entire, like, like, I think you were trying to prepare me for Elf Liberation Society or whatever. House Elf Liberation Front. House Elf Liberation Front. Uh, health. Health. Uh, comp- I mean, I'm, I'm assuming there's no payoff for this. I'm assuming it's gone in the book. Maybe there's something in the next two chapters? Like, uh, like I We only have two chapters think, left. Oh, of this book? Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Like, yeah, that's, sorry. Sorry. That is the, exactly the kind of shit that just needs to be cut from these books and shouldn't be wasting our time and space in reading them right. to have to deal with them. It's it's a overly self-important political note here for some reason. Like, I don't know what it's supposed to signify, but it's clearly there to be something. It just feels unfinished and it just feels like it wastes a, a good hundred pages probably of just it feels like it. of garbage yeah. that could have easily just been cut ignored, never talked about. We don't... Hogwarts... For all the things I wish she would explain, she doesn't need to explain how Hogwarts gets food. Food generation could be magic. Fine. I don't care, like, about that. I don't... I mean, I would probably bring up the whole thing about, like, why can't you... Why do we have world hunger if wizards can make food? Right. But, like, they still seem to be able to do it fine. (laughs) Like, they still seem to have really no issues getting the food made, even if if slaves have to make it. Anyway, uh... It's a huge detriment to this book as as a whole. Like if I was to review, take my whole experience with this book, that is like a a gaping wound. Just this, it's unavoidable, unavoidably fatal to the success of this book. Okay. Um, which is tragic because the rest of it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, and I really wonder how, even with just that chunk removed, how much better this book would be. And like the the you know you you cut it out and then you sew together the other bits that need to go together to make the rest of the plot work and it's probably good. Do you think she was? I think she was trying to so hard big, to give big now that that the editors were a little sloppier. I think she was able to throw her weight around and say yeah. Hermione needs something to do and this is what Hermione's doing. Okay. And that sucks because that's boring and it doesn't go anywhere. Could the whole um, House Elf Liberation Front storyline 
be more about Hermione doing stuff and how sometimes that's the sort of direction teenage girls go when they're maturing. They they take on a I think they spend their time on like that. Mm, I don't know. But like just narratively, if she had just let Hermione succeed and the house elves But are... sometimes that doesn't happen. You don't succeed. You just but you do throw your time into that where sure. Harry might throw his time into Quidditch. Okay, fine. He doesn't become a Quidditch star. If, if the conclusion to this is Hermione loses and she has to deal with that, I would have accepted that too. But it sounds like it's just gonna be written off. Like it's we'll have to wait and see because I don't remember too much payoff for this. Sure, I, I'm excited for it. If there is, I'm excited either way because if there isn't, it's like this. W- I will be validated in deciding it was useless and yep. horrible. And if there is a payoff, I'll still probably think it was fucking wasteful <laughs> because um, it took so long. It took so long, and it did, it still. I'm, I'm assuming that by the end of this book, there are still house elf slaves in Hogwarts. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, it doesn't really pay off either way. If by slaves you mean. Slaves. Creatures capable of sentient thought that don't get paid. I mean, I guess the the trouble with the word slave in this sense is these are all essentially electively employed. Like, they all want to be... Like, they all want to be employed this way. It's almost like she used the wrong word. But then you have the ones like Dobby who don't want it and they're not allowed to go. That just... Again, it's it's just poorly constructed. Yeah. It's just a really poorly constructed social system. Mm -hmm. Like, they... 90% 90% of these things want this life and then the or 99% of them want this life and then there's a small sliver of them that are like no I'd like something else and you can't just be like sure there are plenty more house elves who want this job you can leave they can't do that the only reason I can justify the, the Dobby thing is because we are supposed to believe the Malfoys are so evil that of course they would be the family that wouldn't let the elf go and they would torture it by keeping it enslaved mm-hmm. Which, again, culturally, all of those other families do, and everyone's fine with it. Right. It sucks. It's just, it's fucking weird, and it makes no sense. I, it's so weird that if I had read these books before uh, introducing them to a child, I would probably reconsider introducing them to a child. Hmm. It's real. I, I don't, I don't know how you explain it to a kid. I don't, because I can't explain it to myself. Like, why it's here, why it's part of the book. How it's how it's valuable, or if they had any questions. Well, I think about kids it. are simple enough. You can be like, "See, it's telling us slavery is bad." Ugh, I guess that's true, but like, I feel like that's like lying. <laughs> I don't know. I guess you do. I guess you're supposed to lie to kids. Oh yeah, yeah, all the time. Oh my god, Ugh, it's the best this ever. Feels so weird. <sighs> I don't, I don't like lies. <laughs> Mustn't tell lies. <laughs> Next book. Sorry. Next book. Um, anyway, I think we can move on from that. Are you, are you, you said you had six seventy-seven. Just the same thing about like. Or Neville. Oh yeah, and about how like she's at this point it would be the second time in this chapter that she's referred to Harry being stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think there's at least three times in this chapter where she refers to him as stupid or something similar. Yep. Uh, then I have six seventy-nine. Me too. I'm going to do mine. Uh, you know what? You do yours. I, okay. I just All mine was was Snape and the faux glass should have been all the proof Harry needed. All the proof Harry needed about what? Why Dumbledore trusts Snape. Ah, agreed. I thought the same thing. And I think, again, Harry's stupid. <laughs> and he isn't going to... He's also, you know, he's, oh, he's just so traumatized. You just saw Cedric die. And also, he's bleeding a lot. And he's injured and wounded. And he's not in his right frame of mind. I think he's, he's got a little blood. Be a weenie, Harry. But but Rob, blood of the enemy, <laughs> forcibly taken. Forcibly taken. They took his blood. <laughs> um, yeah, it's he's traumatized in this scenario, so it, 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 I I can I can excuse him not recognizing it. Fine. Um, also, but I don't think he ever reflects upon it. The faux glass. How mm. does that work again? Yeah, there's some... poorly described, right? So how does Harry know that the people in the in the faux glass aren't his enemies? Because he's in the room too, and he's actually looking into it. So wouldn't the glass show the person looking into it if their enemies are close? Because the way this the blocking's described in this scene, Harry's looking over Moody's Moody's yeah, Moody. Moody's shoulder into the glass, yeah. and he sees the figures approaching. Yeah. Moody is looking directly at Harry. So he sees Snape's face, and Snape really is Harry's enemy. That's all the proof he ever needed. 
but he also doesn't make that connection. No, he's an idiot. He's, he's stupid. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what is yours? Okay. Uh, I think mine's one. I don't, I'm just gonna tell. I'm just see how okay. this goes. Quote. A sense of power radiated from Dumbledore mm. as though he were giving off heat. Because mm. he's a phoenix. Because he's... A, do you get it? He's I, a phoenix man. I hadn't got it. He's and... he's on fire with power. Like a phoenix would be... You're absolutely right. Like in the second book, <laughs> when the phoenix saves Harry, <laughs> it saves him here too. Because the phoenix is Dumbledore and Dumbledore is the phoenix. If if she really wanted to drive home the symbolism that Dumbledore and the Phoenix are the same thing because of Dumbledore's family and being Phoenixes, then she should write a spectacular death scene for Dumbledore. But I bet she doesn't have the guts to do it. <laughs> Shut down and blaze of glory. So... Before I read that, I was going to say, I have a feeling you're going to like this because I wonder if you've noticed it. And then you said you didn't notice it. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, she she describes Dumbledore as being a phoenix. There's a... Uh, oh, that, yeah. There's illustrative imagery to describe him that way. And I, I just, you know, like, okay, I get it. But I think, aside from recognizing that that's what she's doing literarily, mm. I think it's worth pointing out that Harry hisses. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe these are things she deliberately does to describe characters in the ways that she wants to to draw attention to their character traits and their totemic resemblances. We should definitely need to do a hiss count in the next book because yes. it gets real hissy. Oh, does it? Well, I don't know if she uses that word, but his attitude is certainly hissy. Sweet. Um... 681. Oh, it's you, man. Okay. Polyjuice Potion. Stumbledore made a point of saying they needed to keep him alive for the Polyjuice Potion. So does Polyjuice Potion not work if the owner of the hair is dead? Can you not use dead hair? Or if you do, do you become a corpse for an hour? Interesting. And since you're a corpse for an hour, that means you would come back and be dead. Right. And would that absolve someone from being a Horcrux? I just, I just meant like... If I were to use the hair of a dead guy, I become a dead guy, right? I was taking it a step further. I agree that that's probably Absol- that you mean cure it or like undo it, undo the magic oh. because you would die, right? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I'm not sure how the two different magics would interact. It's kind of like that thing in this news story recently where a guy uh, went into cardiac arrest and like died and was brought back, and then he he was he's serving a life sentence in prison, and he was like, "Goes, I should I should be set free because I died." I. What happened? I don't know, (laughs) but I think he's called his lawyers and it's like, if they're trying to set up this case to figure out what the laws really are and like, you know, for something like maybe we need to have a better term for, for what these people are serving for, like until forever death, like real dead, not just like, well, they just used to medically dead. They used to say hang by, hang by the neck until dead, dead, dead. Right. So he was only one dead. Or or even like adding like a, a death sentence, including all, Instances after resuscitation from death. I don't know. But, like, it occurs to me that magically this could kind of, like, you could argue it solves that sort of thing. Sure. Like, like exactly what happens in the seventh book. What? I mean, I'm just... I, I don't know. I, it just is... That's what happens. Is it? Yeah. You haven't read the seventh book yet. No, I have not. But I do know that that's exactly what happens. Maybe. It is. Who can say? <laughs> so, um... Uh, I I don't know. I, I, it's an interesting point about the 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 uh, the corpse bits, but because uh, I would also wonder if you just if it's not if it's not like you die for an hour if like if that's part of the polyjuice potion ingredients is that you have to use something from a live a living person because if you don't you will fucking die. Like once you turn into a dead person you don't come back. Right, you wouldn't. Right. Um, the magic would wear off, but then you'd be your dead self. Right. But well, furthermore, what if you had a clipping of someone's hair when they were a child and they're still alive? They're an eighty-year-old man, and you put that in the polyjuice potion. Would you, you be a child? a child? Yeah, I think so. That goes back to our conversation about the uh, Tom Riddle's diary and the Marauder's Map. Mm-hmm. Those things are all snapshots. Right. 
of the people at the time when they made the magic happen. True, true, true. Same with the like if you if you put if you use someone's baby teeth mm -hmm. oh, in the God. in a polyjuice potion, right? I'm sure you would turn into a baby version of them. Okay, but would you turn into a baby or young child, toddler of them with that tooth or without it? With. Okay. Because that the tooth was part of them when it came off of them. Like you, he didn't turn no. into Moody with a bald head. Uh, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. But why didn't he turn into Moody with a bald head? After he, after he'd taken some for a while, he hair. should have had some mangy hair. Unless he took it all at the same time and he just stored it. Maybe they said hunks had yeah, been taken it, out. It was, yeah, that's a that's a good point. I think we just cracked the book. That's why it, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Uh, it's just it's not realistic. It's magic. Why do you? Why are you ruining it? <laughs> shut up. It's just if you don't like magic, then shut up. You shouldn't read it. The magic books. Uh, what was your next one? Oh, I had a question about Polyjuice Potion, but I think it, it is crap. my... I have like two more pages of notes. You do? Yeah. Well, let's do it, man. I have like nothing left, so... I basically have but one more note. What was your question just now, though? Well, no, what, uh, my question was, I have another note that's sort of relating to the to Polyjuice Potion, but it comes later. Okay, we can, we can wait. Uh, although, it might come into play right now. 684. That's me. Oh. That's my note also. Well, so. Do you want me to go first? Yes, you do. No, why don't you go first? It's, it's going to be about the same thing. It is, but mine's going to be less well-written, so you go for it. <laughs> because I have a page, or half page here. Yeah. So Azkaban. Yeah. Either the Crouches took an insane risk that their ruse would work, or it's well known at the highest levels that Dementors suck as guards, in which case it is a negligent governing body that allows their continued employment. So really, Azkaban isn't very well run either. <laughs> Does it have a warden? Who's overseeing this prison for the worst wizards? This whole polyjuice switcheroo is very far-fetched, even for this book series. It's pretty dumb. Well, and he even says, he even makes a point of saying that my mother continued to take polyjuice potion until she died. Right. That, how much fucking polyjuice potion does it take, do you have to drink, for every hour? Okay. And did she? He said she died very soon after going in. But is that like hours or why days? Why would she need to if they're blind? Yeah. And they sense a dead person in there, a dying person there. Why I the fuck do they it, need the polyjuice potion? Because they have people work. We, we we have theories in the past that there are people peeking in, workers right. peeking in as well. So maybe that. And I guess you could say she has a flask that's bigger on the inside, so she has a couple gallons of polyjuice potion, whatever the fuck. Right. Although if she actually died, died the very end. Still seems like it's a big risk that she's going to be discovered within the hour. And buried within the and hour? And buried within the hour. Maybe she puts in, she put in a shroud. I mean, I guess you could magic it's the dirt too out. It's fucking much. Not everybody's going to dig by hand, like for a house elf. So that can be quick. But they're not going to go through her belongings. Like, why the fuck is there a flask here? Why is there a flask filled with polyjuice potion? Let's wait 59 minutes. See what the fuck happens. So not only is all of that incredibly upsetting and disturbing because it upsets the whole premise of this book... It, but it is not nearly as upsetting as the idea that a mother and son in both states of physical disrepair have to exchange clothes with each other, ergo probably see each other naked, then turn into each other while and wear each other's clothes before consigning it to death. <laughs> like, right. the, the, I mean, that's fucking weird. Pretty weird. Like, he couldn't have left wearing his prison garb, but she couldn't have stayed wearing the clothes she came in with because someone would have noticed. Do you think Crouch could have... Hey, why is Crouch Jr. wearing a dress? So you think Crutch, Crutch Senior could have transfigured him? But then I bet, like, prisons, they would have had him check his wand. Yeah, it's bad. It's, it's just, it's, there's... It's, and this is another case of her going, I'm writing a children's book. Convolution. I can just do that. But her... then over here, the bone of my father to resuscitate mm -hmm. me. And the, I'm, I'm stabbing a 14-year-old before torturing him. But it's a kid's book. So the convolution goes too far. And then back to what you said about the bone of the father, he literally transfigures his dad into a bone. Oh, yeah. And then buries him outside of Hagrid's house. Which I I had a note where I was just like, oh, I wonder if there's a... And then I went back and looked, there's not, because the Niffler scene happens before he runs into okay. Mr. Crumb. But yes. Because that would put a pastor where Harry's looking for gold coins, like, oh, bone, flick. And that was Barty Crouch. Barty Crouch. She, I bet she wanted to and couldn't make the time work. Because there's already been a lot of that kind of... Action in this book. We didn't talk about it too much last time, but... Uh, about what? Secrets like that. Secret, secret hints. Like... Secret. Read it again second time. There'll be peppered hints. 
What are you talking about? Well, I don't know. We'll have to wait till are we get there. Talking about later books or this book? This book. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll have to wait till we get there. <laughs> I just said the thing. You. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's also upsetting. Like again, and it, it's it's only upsetting because it's all just so hard to follow. And then when you start to try to follow it, it's like it doesn't add up. No. That's. Eh, whatever. What's your next note? I'm Six, done with notes, by the way. So. 685. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see how... Um, okay, okay. okay. <clears throat> R.I.P. Bertha Jorkins. Yes. As she leaves the book, she will join forever the ranks of never-met characters like Norm's wife, Vera, Rosaline from Romeo and Juliet, and wait for it, Godot. What's your next note? Wait for it, because we're waiting for Godot. Because he doesn't show up. We do meet her, though. She shows up in ghost form. Fuck! God damn it. We literally talked about that like 20 minutes ago. (laughs) Not only does she show up in ghost form, she already showed up in ghost form last chapter. Stupid, stupid, stupid. (laughs) We we just talked about it. Oh, Rob. (laughs) Poor Rob. Oh, but that was a pale shade. That was twas but a reflection of her true self. <laughs> I mean, I, I had this whole note about how she she's rude because she calls Harry by his first name. Right. We <laughs> <laughs> talked about that too. Yeah. Um, we, we did. 686 is my next note. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. That's embarrassing. What an idiot. Doug and the Idiot, new name of the podcast. Why are you crying with laughter, you ass? Did you, did you think there was only one school in the whole wizarding world? <laughs> no. That'd be stupid. That'd be stupid. <laughs> oh. You're saying I'm Harry. No. 686. <laughs> Just, it's the... It's there was a couple episodes ago where I made a big deal about about the McGonagall thing, right? And then it really backfired. And I was like so excited to do it, and it, I this isn't exactly the same thing because I don't feel good about what happened. <laughs> oh, that's that's even worse. <laughs> but it is. Uh, it, it's uh, reminiscent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 686. So, Crouch's anger at Winky is a tad more justified. Yeah. Because she is responsible for Junior leaving the house yeah. and getting out and causing the dark mark in the sky. And that's what he's really mad about. That's how she failed. So, uh, you know. Still, I don't feel like she's necessary in the book. No, definitely not. Or even if she is just her, but why do we have to hear about the whole house elf slavery thing? Right. We didn't. I mean, we could have Winky and not even Dobby. Mm-hmm. I guess Dobby was the how we got Winky hired, though. We could literally just have Dobby be the elf that does it, and have Dobby have gotten a job working for the Crouches. Dobby wouldn't have been there. He wouldn't. He, have would, the, he wouldn't keep his master secrets loyalty. like that yet. Yeah, no. no, but. Yeah, my I had a, I, I note about this. I don't know when it comes in, but it, it's basically now. The so house elves make sense now. I think that's what we just discovered. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the idea that I think I called last episode or two episodes ago or a couple episodes ago that I I think I'm I said that Barty Crouch Jr. Was, or Barty Crouch was dead. Yeah. And you looked at me like, oh, are you, are you sure about that? And I was like, yeah, I think he's dead. I was I was practicing my poker face. Had to go. It, it went it went pretty well. All right. It went pretty well, um, but that's 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 all I had on that. Full house. You got it, dude. It's poker face. Even MTV. Cut that out. Oof. All right. <laughs> Six, <laughs> Maybe you will. <laughs> <laughs> that's dumb. I liked it. <sighs> oh, we know we should also talk about. In the relation to Bertha Jorkins, you mentioned, I think, in our first or second episode of this in this season, season. Um, that Bertha Jorkins 
that Voldemort had to overcome a powerful memory spell that mm-hmm. was cast on Bertha Jorgens, and we had that reveal happen right. this chap these chapters. Right. Just calling back to it. That it's trying to bookend all the things sure, that you sure. said through the season. Of, the, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot, there's but that's lot. one of them. Because I remember I predicted that it was like Dumbledore or something, and you, and you poker faced me, and we're like, oh, really? See? I can lie. Well, I mean, you to- definitely told me that it wasn't Dumbledore, but I, I didn't even know at that point I'd been introduced to Barty Crouch, so. That's true. Anyway. Um, a quick, uh, th- regarding the movie, uh-huh. while I hate David Tennant's telegraphing tongue. Yes. Uh, I really like, in the movie version, when Harry's in Moody's office and the trunk screams like someone's in there. And that could just be a teacher with a wacky shit in his trunk. And it's just, just Harry Potter that, that was a, It was a really good. Yeah. That one, pro movie. Yeah. Um, my last note, 690. Map? What map? Sorry, I read it wrong. Map? What map? There That's, we go. Uh, Dumbledore yeah. learns about Harry's map and maybe never mentions it ever again. Oh, that's interesting. Like, Dumbledore... I feel like the map is up there with... Oh, god damn it. The the Padfoot, Mooney, Prongs, and Wormtail becoming Animagus right under his nose. That yeah. map is like, he should fucking know about that. Not only that, but this is a perfect opportunity for her to get rid of it. Yeah. Let him confiscate it. Yeah. And then, because he's like, this is too powerful of magic and I need to take it. It's too powerful to be in the hands of children. Right. Then he gets it. It's gone. You don't have to worry about it anymore. You don't have to worry about it being OP like we talked about earlier in the last couple episodes. But she doesn't do that, I'm assuming. We need to pay attention, too, because... Was this the book? Because in the last book, Lupin handed the map back, right? Yes. I believe, and I, I know one of these books doesn't, and I think this might be the one. Harry has the map. Harry gives the map to Moody. Moody talks about the map. Dumbledore learns about the map. We don't hear any more about the map. Book five, Harry has the map again. Interesting. I think that might happen. Okay. Okay. We'll keep on map watch. Map watch. Map. Like, like an Apple watch? No. What's that? Like orientation? Map geocaching? Like GPS? Map PS? I don't know. We hey, should, we should turn this golden bit. snitches. All right, I already did one. We should turn this bit into a bone and bury it outside Hagrid's hut. Yeah, we should. Question: Wouldn't be the only bone I've buried at Hagrid's hut. Do you think Fang will dig that bone up and chew on it? Yes. Oh, yes, I do. That's gross. The <laughs> Fang's new favorite that's, bone. That's He's going to get a taste so, for human flesh. So Hagrid learns about it. Like, like Dumbledore's like, you got to go dig this bone up and get rid of it. And then Hagrid's like, you know, oh. Fangs found a new bone and been chewing on it all day. Oh, Dumbledore, it's in pieces. Like, what do you do? What do you do then? Do you just say, okay, it's a bone forever now? Like, Why a bone? I don't know, because it's fucking creepy and weird. And he's a crazy person. It's a thing a crazy person would do. Do you think the bone have, like, the DNA of Barty Crouch Sr.? Being crazy so sexy and weird. I'm going to get David Tennant to play him. Yeah. He's pretty crazy, sexy, weird. Because, like, he's married to the actress that played his daughter in the show, who actually is the daughter of another doctor actor, and they play the same character. So, like, it's fucking weird. And one more. One more they level. Have kids? Well, they have at least one, and it's a... Girl. So that makes her a... Doctor's daughter. Yep. That's it. Yep. yep. Don't do that! <laughs> Don't do what? The tongue! I wasn't doing that tongue. Like, I was doing a gag tongue. Blah, I was like, blah. I was doing like, a, I, I was doing a job of the hut dying tongue. Do you remember? Remember how he's like, Mos Modra. No. Oh well, yeah, he totally does that in the fourth movie. Are you done with notes? I'm noteless. Uh, my last is overview of these. Uh, well, I just have quick overviews. It's sure. Just, it's unfortunately, it's like I, I I'm doing an overview of the book because. It's action it's, it's and not exposition. over yet, but it is, it's those it's those you know penultimate exposition chapters mm-hmm. where that these books have a pattern of doing, where it's just like here is a huge chunk of the book that explains in great detail and a bit heavy handed the entire plot and all the reveals sure. all at once. There's still more mysteries to uncover, though. I guess, but it's, they're going to be a part of this. They're going to be a sure, part of this whole. Saying, chunk. I'm, well, I'm saying there's more exposition coming. I, I know. We got, we got to I'm, wrap up. Right. Ludo Bagman. It doesn't change the habitual nature of this practice. Rita Skeeter. Yes. Mystery. Yes. Uh, Draco Malfoy whispering in his hands. 
Draco thing. Um, Fred and George, what are they yeah, up to? What have they done? But what I, what I, my real note was that I feel like this book could have been 300, maybe 400 pages. You think? That little, huh? With three tasks? And a Yule Ball? I mean, yes. I mean, some of those things Even with Blood of the Father? Some of those things oh, aren't really actually necessary. Like, is the Yule Ball necessary for the... I don't know. I just feel like... How many pages is We're up to 700 now? I... Did maybe... we even hit 700? Oh, yeah. It goes into... Did we hit 700? No, but it does. That's what I'm saying. What did we end it at? We're at 692. Oh, my God. How many is left? It goes up to 719? 734. 734? <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, there's probably... I'll be generous and say 200 pages this book could have cut. Okay. Or conservative, whatever. Sure, sure. It's like a 500-page book. Yeah, a 500-page book probably could have... You remove all the elf shit, or you, you, you tape it together. It's just... It's just too long. It's like seeing a movie that is a half hour too long, and you're like, I know this is too long. The pacing is wrong. It does. It does take its own time. Yeah. And I guess I mean maybe that's the other thing is like I'm I'm expe- I want this to be fast and compelling and and make me want to keep reading and it really didn't. I do think they could have adapted it better though. That movie is perhaps. I, I will say that I feel like the Harry Potter films of, of all films uh, could have could have done with a little bit more time. Just give them people will sit through a two and a half hour movie. <laughs> Except for Chamber of Secrets. Yes, that one was just perfect. Oh, no. what do you mean? It was way too long. But they, they did. Chamber of Secrets is the longest Harry Potter film. But they did like all of the stuff in the book, just like the first book. They do like everything, or the first movie. They do like everything, and, the, and they make the movie out of it. They should have adapted it. They did. No. They translated it. But I mean, the third movie sucked when we rewatched it. Yeah, man, it did. Like it was just was like weird. there's way too much missing, and it. There's all those weird sequences where they have to, have to show the Whomping Willow or that tree losing its leaves, like, just to be like, uh, 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 visual representation of time passing, go! And it just, it just feels too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a movie that goes that goes back in time to just play a lot of its own shit over again. That's true. It, it needed more time. Anyway, um, yeah, I kind of just feel like these, the... Getting to those points where just they explain everything really feels like we could have just made it a lot tighter, but whatever. Anyway, I don't I don't think I have anything else. Uh, the next book, the next uh, episode is going to be a two chapter episode that will be the book wrap party. It will. So we will be uh, talking about that, I guess, uh, next time. We haven't done a new word alert in a while. No, I didn't have one. Well, yeah, I didn't yeah, I, I'm saving it for when we do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I guess we could have done one for. Uh, the spell that we definitely read many times before this, Imperio, <laughs> Imperius <laughs> Curse. No, <laughs> you can just play it every time we recheck it. <laughs> every time we look back and see what it was. Um, no, it's just more of a note, like. But I mean, look at that. That's all we have left. I know. We've read that much of the book. And and just to make you maybe sleep a little uneasy Poorly. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're not halfway through the books yet. I know you mentioned this. I'm mentioning it again. Page count wise, we're not halfway through. That's not until halfway through the fifth book, I think. Cool. Well, yeah. whatever. Um, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Nope. All right. Well done. We're wrapping it up. Uh, that was Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thanks. <laughs>